playing on a team with OU targets. You're playing against a team in a scrimmage with an OU target. You're playing with a commit on the same defensive line as you. You know OU people are going to be there, and you still wear those. Tyler, I, I, I simply cannot, I refuse to believe that he did it just because, oh, it'll be no big deal. I just like the colors. Like, there's simply no way you strap those on after committing yeah. to Missouri three days prior and saying, yeah, yeah, this is a good look. I'm sure nobody will – I'm sure this will not cause any issues. Yeah, I think the timeline is a big part of that as well. But the cleats and the – the cleats were uh, – I mean, the gloves were cool too. But those cleats, those Jordan cleats, pretty awesome as well. Big, big fan of those. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not – I don't think either of us are going to sit here today and say, yep, it's clear. He wants to be at OU over anywhere else. And OU's the leader if you're looking at it right now. Like, I just – I don't know. Like we're we're about to hear what he said. It just has the feeling to me, like this thing is not over. Like craziness has already happened with this recruitment, and after last night, Travis, I'm going to expect probably more craziness to happen over the next several months. That's that's where I'm at right now. And if you haven't heard the comments, Connor, if you would please, uh, here's Williams Winery last night after the scrimmage in Tulsa. Uh, really, I feel like I was just most comfortable with that coaching staff and you know it's close to home and all that so I felt like it was the right decision for me at the time. What did you like about Oklahoma? I understand that they were real close uh, on down the stretch. Yes sir, uh, mostly just my relationships you know with Coach Chavis and Coach Bates. I probably had another one of my best relationships with them and it was just it was always love from the coaching staff you know I like the scheme there and all that. I'll be up there. Just, you know. How emotional was that decision for you when you finally had to make it? It was, it was it was a very emotional, you know, one of the hardest decisions I've ever made, but you know, I just had to do what I felt was best for me. Was there anybody that you leaned on for advice about recruiting and making that final decision? Because I've heard a couple of times other people say, this is harder than I thought it would be. Yeah, definitely. My family and my head coach, Coach Moe, had a big say in my decision. Just, he guided me, you know, throughout the whole process. We saw you wearing the Oklahoma gloves and cleats tonight. Uh, how long have you had those? Uh, since my since my OB. so sometime in June. Yeah. So you're wearing them in Oklahoma tonight? Yeah, I had to had to show love. You know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's not like anybody's gonna read any messages into it, is it? Like uh, they're still recruiting you, and you're still thinking about OU. Oh uh, yeah, they're still recruiting me and all that. And I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let everything play out. You know, let the whole season play out. But I don't know. I'm committed to Mizuto, but you know. But wearing OU and OU stuff is cool. Just That's having fun with it. Kind of a tribute. Yeah, yeah, just having fun with it, you know, showing love and all that. What's it uh, like uh, playing next to Kamari Moore? Obviously, OU fans have gotten uh, acquainted with him lately. Talk to us about him. Uh, he's a great player, you know. He, he clears stuff up for me, you know. Just it's great playing next to him, you know. He makes things easier for me. Are you going to go on any more visits this year, or are you done? Uh, no, I don't plan on it. I yeah. might hit a couple game days, you know, depending on how I'm feeling. But I don't plan on. He didn't plan on taking any more visits. So some are asking, I'm lost, what did he wear yesterday? Well, his his team from Lee Summit North came down to uh, Tulsa Union to scrimmage, and Travis had the initial photo. williams Winery is on the sideline in his Lee Summit North uniform with OU cleats and OU gloves on, okay? So there was, what, about 90 seconds of a little post-game interview with you, Travis, and a couple of other reporters as well. What was the comment that we need to look way, way, way into, I guess, from, from last night? What, what, what was the, the most relevant thing that he said in that post-media scrum? 
Well, I think, Tyler, it's interesting because it's it, it almost seemed like he had some canned things that he knew he had to say, like, I'm not taking any more visits. But right after that he said, well, I might hit, a, hit up a couple game days. Well, yeah, those are visits. That's what we're talking about. If you end up, you know, coming to OU for a game, that's an unofficial visit is what they call that in the books. So, I mean, he might try and be a little sly with it, whatnot, make it down to OU. I fully expect him to make it back down to OU for a visit, at least with Kamari or Isaiah or something like that. Because um, I know Kamari Moore said he's going to be there week one. He's, he's excited about that. He said, say, when are you coming down? He said, I'll be there week one, baby. I mean, Kamari Moore is going to be a fan favorite. Um, but – I thought what else was interesting was we'll see how the season – we're going to let the season play out. Like, why – I don't know why you would I don't think he's talking that. about his season. I don't think he's talking about his, Travis. No, like, what, what – I don't know why you would add that caveat, right? Theoretically, and I know it's probably difficult with, you know, OU media standing in front of you with cameras in your face. I That's not lost on me. But at the same time, you know, he said, you know – I'm committed to Mizzou, but also added a whole lot more context. Like, you can't – yes, he added that part. That's why, I mean, in the video and everything, hashtag Mizzou commit, absolutely. Didn't say anything about the gloves or the shoes. Now I knew that's what people were going to see, so maybe I put that out there just kind of and, – and to let OU Twitter do what they do. But at the same time, like, Tyler, could you imagine Jaden Jackson – having a scrimmage last night and wearing longhorn gloves and, and shoes? No, I mean, and, and not even last night. Like, you you brought up an important element of all of this is Jaden Jackson is several weeks removed from his commitment to OU, correct? But, yeah, he, he, even if last night he would have wear Texas cleats and Texas gloves who finished second in his recruitment, that would seem very odd. Williams Winery doing it three days after he committed to Mizzou um, is, is even more interesting, man. Like, I... Again, I'm not going to look at the cleats and gloves and all of a sudden say, oh, use the leader. But it is something along with those other comments. And then I think the, maybe the biggest development of all, Travis, is probably what happened this morning. I bet without Miguel Chavis's tweet, this is still the lead today, we're still talking about it. But Miguel Chavis's tweet today basically saying, so you're telling me there's a chance, is sort of a message to the fan base and everyone out there in the recruiting world that, we're not going to give up on this kid, and we don't think that our chances are zero here in the final months of this cycle to land the number one player. So do with that what you will. I, some of you are too afraid to get hurt again. I understand that, okay? A, a very small minority of us are probably saying, I'm ready to get hurt again. Let's go. I, it, that just seemed like a message to me today from Chavis saying, we're not going to give up. We're still going to pursue this kid until December. Well, and Tyler – we listened to the audio. Did you hear him name any Missouri coaches? Uh, I no, I did not hear a uh, did not hear an Eli Drinkwitz in there. Because he named because he named Bates and Chavis mm-hmm. by name. Said man, he talked about the scheme that he liked at Oklahoma. You know, like I said, said how the season was going to play out. I mean, it's that's the thing. That interview was the most non-committed, committed interview I've ever maybe yeah. seen or done. Like because it, it, hey. Regardless, he, he didn't sound 100% committed, and that's what you're saying, and I do agree with that. I mean, yeah, right? Exactly. It, it, no, yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And that's the thing. It's, he could have said, no, nah, I'm good, like with no media, all good. I mean, we grabbed him after we did interviews with Kamari Moore and with Isaiah Mosey. So 
one, one thing that I definitely want to make sure the KRF Army understands is we didn't go out there to say, hey, we need to go, we need to go find out about williams Winery. We don't care about anybody else. This was a situation where he was the last interview we got. I mean, Devin Jordan was still playing, or Devon Jordan was still playing, but he was the last interview we got, threw it together, threw it inside. Like, we, we had definitely focused on getting the content of the actual remaining OU targets and OU commits. So I want to make sure you all know that. But, hey, Tyler, I put up all the interviews, and there there's only one that, you know, blew up nationally, and or one picture that blew up nationally, and it was the one of the – the, the top recruit yeah. in the country. I mean, what do, you, what do you expect, right? Cherokee Sooner says, unless the Lord himself speaks with a thundering voice saying a recruit is coming to Oklahoma, I believe nothing anymore. And, hey, if that's the way that you want to handle this, that that's that's fine. We'll just continue. We're just going to continue to monitor uh, this throughout the season is kind of is where we're at. 405 says, will Georgia's colors match too? And they were, quote, second in the uh, in the race. Me. Yeah, could, they, could they don't match up, yeah. quite as well, but the point's well taken, right? The the real point in all this, Tyler, is everybody else, on, or not everybody else, but a significant amount of his teammates were wearing black cleats. Like, that's one of Missouri's colors. And he knew, Travis, he, come on, he's a smart kid. When you lace he those up. He knew up, the reaction. He, yeah. And the gloves, too. Cleats and the gloves. He knew what reaction that would get. So it's not like that caught him by surprise. Playing in the state of Oklahoma, of all places, he he, he knew what was going to happen there. Uh, 918 says, williams Winery will sign with OU. He's going to take what he can get in NIL for Mizzou and flip on signing day. Oklahoma Johnny says, I think the commitment to Mizzou was just to pacify those in his camp, parents or whoever. If OU can come correct this year and improve the defense tremendously, Make a run at the Big 12 championship, maybe in the conversation for the playoffs, this dude is coming to OU. So some of you are optimistic. Others are, I'm not even, even going to get my hopes up there, which, well, and, is, and, which is what I thought we, we, we would get. Right, and, and honestly, there's no real reason to get your hopes up because you don't want to get burned twice, right? Like, it's, it's cool to get you know, your hopes up one time. There's no official announcement, anything like that. This dude is an, is a hard commit to the University of Missouri. Until he's not, just welcome that surprise as it comes down the road. Assume yeah. this kid is going to Missouri. You will be a lot more peaceful this football season. And Tyler, once football season starts, we're going to have a lot more to talk about. I mean, this is this is you know we're getting restless, right? I mean, you've got beefs within the industry. You've got you know shoe gate, cleat gate, if you will, figuring out you know. If you the shoes and gloves matter, and we're and we're breaking down interviews. Once football's here, Tyler, we're gonna be talking about football, and here in a few days, we're gonna be talking about David Stone. Thank God. Hey, I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit, okay? Um, okay. Did your did your feelings on this recruitment at all change after like from what you thought before that conversation to after the conversation? And it's fine if it didn't. I'm just I'm genuinely curious. Well. I think it's important to, I guess, to understand that I always kind of considered OU to be in this in the long run, and I think Drink will not retain his job through this season because I don't think they're going to have a good one. Um, you know, even even listening to him talk about his team, like even talk about you watch quarterback play for that, like I don't think Missouri's going to be very good this year. Um, so with that and with Winery kind of, kind of knowing that he's always had an affinity for Oklahoma and at least Bates and Chavis. Yeah, I mean, I guess it just 
reiterated or reinforced some of those feelings simply because he brought up, oh, you know, the scheme. Because people have talked about the scheme at Missouri isn't as good of a fit as it is at Oklahoma. He said, oh, the scheme, you know, and then, uh, you know, those relationships are really close. And then the the biggest phrase in the entire thing, Tyler, to me is, we'll see how the season plays. I'm going to let the season play out. Yeah. Some like, are mad at us for bringing this up. I'm just – we're just letting you know what happened last night. I, I mean, well, what was worn, what was said. I mean, that's – what was tweeted out today. I mean, that's that's it. I'm not trying to get your hopes. I'm just giving you – we're giving you the information what has happened the past 24 hours. I, th- I think, I think Tyler, it is – I think it is our job – I mean, honestly, I think it is our job to talk about the number one recruit in the country showing up to a scrimmage wearing OU cleats and gloves when he just claimed we weren't in his top three. That is notable. Uh, Okay, by the way, I am at the OKC Fairgrounds today for the pool and spall show at the Centennial Building. All inventory is 40 to 60% off. That's right, 40 to 60% off. Rows and rows of swim spas, hot tubs, in-ground and above-ground pools. Literally, I'm in a giant building, and there's uh, hot tubs sitting around here everywhere. So, OKC Fairgrounds, pool and spa show all weekend long. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. More Cruton coming up next. We'll get into that Coral Albert scrimmage, some new predictions in on David Stone, and a whole lot more. Keep it locked on the ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. No Thune, Travis Davidson with us for all four hours today until 6 p.m. I'm at the Pool and Spall uh, Spall Show at the Centennial Building Fairgrounds in OKC. Ref Army, listening nationwide today in Titusville, Florida, Edna, Texas, Irvine, California, Webster, New York, Ashland, Ohio, Littleton, Colorado, Sylvania, Georgia, small Oklahoma town of the day, for the first time ever, let's go out west, Laverne, Oklahoma. Welcome to the show, Oklahoma small town of the day. Riff Army Locator brought to you by K&N Furniture Consignment with locations in OKC and in Norman on Main Street. Much more than furniture consignment, K&N is a full design center and will beat any local competitor's price on fabrics. And a reminder, download the uh, official KREF app in the App Store. Just search K-R-E-F to listen to the Ref wherever you're at worldwide. Uh, okay, text line, like we said, is kind of all over the place today on how they feel. From the 405, this is like having your new fiance tell you that she is going to tattoo her ex, going to tattoo her ex's name on her hip just to show a little love. So I guess in this scenario, Travis, OU is the, uh, is the ex. It's the role that uh, they're playing here. Yeah, and, and I wonder, I don't know, it's, it's, it's going to start a trend either way, right? Because if this staff, Tyler, can can pull something off similar to what they did with Peyton Bowen, then, I mean, the I think the fan base might be healed from, from the David Hicks, uh, you know, disaster. If they can't, we will continue to hear about it, uh, you know, for a while. But, I mean, you, you want this kid on your team. The kid's really good. So trust the coaches. Trust that if they didn't think they had a chance – then they would stop. Like they're a kid, that, they're, they're a guy they're going to continue to go after, and that you can't say the same for every recruit, Tyler. That, that they don't take that approach with every recruit they lose out on. S. Rob Booman says Williams Winery reminds me of a high school go- girlfriend that doesn't really want you, but wants to keep you on a string to satisfy 
their ego. Well, okay. R- regardless of, of where it's at right now, again, I, I really think the McGill Chavis tweet this morning is interesting, very interesting. Maybe it's a message to the fan base. Maybe it's a message to Williams Winery. Maybe it's a message to everyone on OU's mentality here moving forward with this recruitment. But I just I don't think the craziness is over, Travis, not by a long shot. This is not going to be the last thing that happens in his recruitment that we say, oh, okay, this is a potentially fascinating new twist. And, and judging off the comments that he had last night, I'm just not going to be surprised at all if he takes some official visits during the season. I know Missouri doesn't want him to do that, but, man, I, I just th- those comments were really interesting. I, I won't be shocked if he takes some visits. See, I don't think he's going to take any official visits. I think he... I think he'll be at Oklahoma for some unofficial visits. Yeah, perhaps multiple. I think he makes it to at least one OU game. So, again, have he said it in the interview. Coach Mo, Coach Jamar Mosey is very influential in his recruitment. I mean, when given the opportunity, Mosey will be coming down with Isaiah and with um, Kamari Moore to OU games, along with Tyler, probably some other kids, because the a lot of what ha- a lot of what happens on these visits is kids want to take their teammates, right, because they get a certain allotment of kids they can bring with them to this. So that's what, and, and I know this is, is you know, a, a Band-Aid I'm ripping off real quick, but an old scab I'm, I'm peeling. But Colton Vosick used to do that to all of his teammates, you know, saying, hey, look, come with me to the game because those kids aren't going to get invited by Texas to go to the Texas-Georgia game. But if they're with Vosick, they can get in. So I think this is going to be a situation where, you're going to see a lot of Lee Summit North kids in Norman this fall, and I I just I, I don't believe it's realistic to think that Winery won't be coming with them. Yeah, uh, what were your other takeaways from the scrimmage last night? Kamori Moore was there, um, some other highly rated prospects, just kind of outside of Williams Winery, which we've covered for about 30 minutes last night. What were uh, what were the big takeaways? Yeah, I mean, my favorite thing of the night, Tyler, was watching Devon Jordan and Isaiah Mosey go at it. I mean, Devon Jordan, for those of you that need a refresher, he is a four-star corner at Union High School. His top five was recently released. He's down to Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, TCU, A&M, and Alabama. And, uh, I mean, he, he looks the part, man. He's, he's long. He's rangy. He's fast. He runs like a 10-7 in the 100, so not quite, you know, Trey Brown track speed, but still good track speed at 10-7. I know we get a bit bit spoiled, Tyler, with some 10-3s and 10-4s all over. 10-7 is still still moving pretty pretty good, so um, he he was really good. He's physical. Um, You know, like you said, he wanted to match up with Isaiah Mosey. He said he hadn't played against a receiver like that. I mean, Mosey, I think, is the I think he's a top ten wide receiver in the country on some services. And he lived up to the billing. Um, I mean, he also had OU gloves on. Kamari Moore had OU gloves on. Devon Jordan had OU gloves on. So I don't know if they ran like a sale or they got like a group rate or they were handing them out at the gate, but yeah, lots of OU gloves out there. But um yeah, I thought Isaiah Mosey was the best player on the field uh, across the four teams that played because Stillwater was there, Bentonville was there. Uh, but, yeah, I really, really liked what I saw out of Mosey. Got to catch up with him a little bit. He talked about his recruitment. He'll obviously be back in Norman um, soon. He's taken a ton of visits already. So, 
Yeah, and, and, and really, Kamari Moore, he's exactly what you expect, right? Like big, big, thick boy, especially being a 2025 guy. I mean, that guy, as he gets older, I mean, he's going to be over 300, I feel, by the time he gets to OU. And he's, he's exactly what, you know, we've been wanting in Oklahoma recruiting for a long time is somebody that shows up to campus and they're just all ready. You don't have to have them gain 50 pounds to get up to 300 pounds, right? And he is going to be a fan favorite because that dude is funny. He's talkative. He's always got a big smile on his face. Yeah, a lot of good, lot of good stuff to see. From the 501, state of Arkansas, enough about williams Winery. Talk about Xavier Robinson playing basketball with that defender's head. So for some OU commits and some OU targets, last night was a, a pretty good night. I saw Andy Bass, who's going to announce in six days. He had a long touchdown run yeah! once he got in the end zone. That was pretty awesome. Um, but, yeah, Xavier Robinson. And, and if you haven't seen him play a lot, you still probably know – kind of what he's all about, just a big, strong, athletic kid that's really tough to bring down. And in the individual play that this texture is talking about, like it kind of summed up Xavier Robinson's game in a nutshell a bit because he breaks like three tackles on his way to the end zone. Xavier Robinson looked good. I saw a really nice throw down the field by Kevin Sperry. I think that was against UConn. But, look, man, I don't need to see much more from Xavier Robinson to know what kind of player he is. He's a, he's a big athletic dude that's going to have a fun role in this OU offense once he gets to Norman, and he's going to be a, t- a kid that's really, really tough to bring down, especially in the second level. Yeah, I mean, his legs are like tree trunks, and and you're right, Tyler. It was really a nice showcase, right? I mean, a lot of these scrimmages you get in there, and it's, uh, you know, it's sloppy. You know, kids have been, you know, off for the summer. Sure, they've been doing their their you know, off-season training programs, but they may come in a little bit out of football shape and this, that, and the other. I mean, it was it was awesome. I mean, you got it from all the way from Nate Roberts to Andy Bass to Kevin Sperry, but, yeah, Xavier Robinson probably had the singular best highlight of any OU commit, any OU target, anything like that. And, Tyler, it you know, it's funny because when a lot of people talk about Xavier Robinson – We've talked about it here on these airwaves. It's, you know, especially the Carl Albert crowd, they're like, he's a running back. He talks about it. I'm a running back. I'm a running back. Like, but, and I think people see us say halfback or even fullback, something something of a hybrid as like an insult. Like he can't be, you know, an elite running back, can't be a, a, a good, like, quality running back. No, we're saying that you can be so much more because you're so big and strong that we need to get you all over the place. We need to get you all over the place, mismatched on all kinds of people, because you can still move quickly and move fluidly in open space. But some poor corner comes up to you, and again, you like the texter said, you're going to dribble their head off the floor like a basketball. KW the nine one eight. I'm sad the season is about to get started. OU football recruiting has more drama than days of our lives ever dreamed up. Well, hey KW. Um, one, I think the uh, recruiting drama will extend into the football season. I have no doubt about that. Too. Let's hope the football drama is down. Let's hope the football drama is down compared to last year. I would, uh, I would appreciate that very much. I know Travis would as well. So yeah, let let let's hope all the drama was spent this summer talking about the twenty four and twenty five class, please. What's funny is, uh, <laughs> what's funny is. 
you know, there are a lot of guys out there that, that make fun of their girls for watching Desperate Housewives and keeping up with the Kardashians and all that. And, well, it, it, nothing Sorry, in those is nearly as dramatic as uh, what we deal with in college football recruiting. True that. 909, Xavier Robinson looks like a linebacker, big boy. Yeah, he's a linebacker that can run over linebackers with the ball in his hand. It's pretty amazing. Well, there uh, were people I, that were trying to recruit him at linebacker, I think. I mean, at least sure. kind of what he would project to be. But, no, that guy needs the ball in his hands. And he – it looks like when <clears> – and I don't even want to say the name because I don't want too many, you know, similarities drawn or conclusions drawn. When Adrian Peterson shoved Brodney Poole when he was playing with Cleveland – basically out of bounds and then took off for a touchdown. I know Xavier didn't score last night, but that's what it looked like, man. He just – and he w- didn't even get a full head of steam. That's what was impressive, Tyler. He literally – he gets outside and he's standing there. It's not like he got a 10-yard run into this guy. No, he just got him. The defender actually had more momentum going into him, and he just threw him to the side. God, that was awesome. Pool and Spa Show here at the Centennial Building at the Fairgrounds in OKC. Save huge this weekend only. State Fairgrounds in the Centennial Building. Don't miss it. Sale is over on Sunday. All right, when we come back, David Stone, five-star defensive lineman, is announcing in eight days. What's the current scuttlebutts? We'll tell you coming up next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, Travis Davidson in for the Thune side of things today. Pull and Spall Show, Centennial Building at the Fairgrounds in OKC. And just another interesting observation, Travis, on what's going on in the state of California with recruiting. You know, for as long as I had been around before, what, three, four years ago, the three power states everyone mentioned, the state of Florida, the state of Texas, and the state of California. Feels like Georgia is now one of the top three states in terms of uh, blue chip talent producers. California has now slid back to four. And in the recent rivals rankings of the top 250 players, that holds up once again this year, man. Texas has the most rivals 250 players with 46. Florida is second with 36. Georgia is third at 31. And California is in fourth all the way back at 23. So I feel like this is going to be a trend moving forward where the three best states to produce upper-end talent, it's not Texas, Florida, California. I think it's Texas, Florida, and Georgia now. Yeah, and I was actually discussing this with a USC fan that I know here locally a couple weeks ago, and he's like, California's got enough talent. It's not a big deal. But I was like, no, it, it really doesn't. Like, I, I feel like I feel like all this has happened, like, just – completely under their nose but they get a lot of quarterbacks out there i mean you look i mean last year they had like three or four or five stars that were from you know from california and you know some of the best quarterbacks that have been in college football have been from california but i mean the trenches are what we what have we been talking about for the first i mean what 40 minutes so far it's about williams winary it's about big bodies it's about the trenches where do you go for that not california not California. So, with that, obviously you get uh, you know some guys like Los Alamitos. I feel like Los Alamitos is almost becoming like the you know the the poor man's IMG. But kids go out there, but they're not true Californians. But even those Tyler prop up their numbers. So when you look at this regionally, and you and I've talked about the move to the SEC makes more and more sense by the day because we are getting into those backyards, in by Georgia, in by Florida. 
you know, already deep into Texas. And, yeah, it's it it, it amazes me. and It makes me wonder, Tyler, what it's going to look like 10 years from now. Sure. Uh, 909, a texter from the state of California says, too expensive out here in Cali. People are moving. And, yeah, I think that's – I think that's a that's a big part of it for sure. Uh, okay, David Stone, a week from tomorrow. Feels like it's OU in Miami, maybe at one and two right now. Here is John Garcia Jr. of the Rivals Network. Um, here's his evaluation as things currently uh, sit, uh, Travis, on the uh, David Stone recruitment. It says, Stone has been linked to home state Oklahoma for years at this point. But there is some buzz wearing off for the Sooners as the commitment draws near. Is it cause for concern for Brent Venables, especially after some notable misses on the trail as of late? Yes. Does it mean OU is not the favorite to land Stone? No. It would still be a surprise if he elects to pick another school, but the buzz with both Miami and Michigan State is real, and Stone told rivals last week he wasn't settled on one program. Even beyond his top group, Alabama has been in steady contact with him as it efforts a September visit, a potentially key development beyond the commitment date considering OU's no-visit policy for Sooner commitments. So I guess here's a question. Are you more worried about Miami coming up in eight days, or are you worried more about Alabama getting a visit in September if Stone is already committed? I think, man, Miami, I suppose, because I'm not really worried about either necessarily, but I do think since it's so public about the visit policy and everything like that, and Stone has such a good relationship, I know people are tired of hearing that, but has such a good relationship with the coaching staff, once he commits, like, I I simply don't see, I mean, he would, He's been a five-star recruit since basically he came out of the womb. He could have gone to see Alabama whenever he wanted. He's been to Alabama. Like the whole, when he came out with that quote that said, well, Nick Saban's the GOAT, you know, it'd be silly not to hear what he has to say. He's heard what he has to say. He's been he's been recruited by everybody. So at this point, Tyler, I feel like OU needs to go out and barring absolute catastrophe on the football field, I think they should still feel fine, but yes, to answer your question, probably Miami because I just don't believe I don't believe the Alabama stuff. Yeah, Nick Saban's the goat. Tomorrow I'm going to release a top. Was it a top five or a top six? Whatever it was, and he didn't even have Alabama in the next day. So, right. I'm sure Alabama is in constant contact. I don't I don't deny that one bit, but um, I, and I know this has been a crazy recruitment and. It wouldn't be the craziest thing for Alabama all of a sudden to be the, the second or third leading team in his recruitment, but the last the last top five that he released, Alabama wasn't wasn't in it. So that's kind of it what might be off of. kind of similar like what Florida fans did whenever they got included in the top five or six. They're like, No, stop tagging us in this. Don't, like don't seriously, get... why is like Florida fans were mad that they were in the top five for it? Uh, right, they're like, we know you're not going here. Stop using yeah, us for clouts. Get out of here. What are you doing, David Stone? Jeez. 405, yes. Stone, is it coming to OU? Prepare for it, guys. 580, of course. Watch us lose him to Mario Cristobal after Brent called him out. That would be um, – I have not thought about that. That would be uh, That would be a tough break. Yeah, that would yeah, be Yeah, but I don't know. I – I really don't think because 
Life Wallet was propping up so much of their NIL, and with Ruiz in hot water right now, I think they might be like not as bag heavy as they once were. Keep in mind, White Gilmore, James Nesta, Devon Mitchell, like all of those had Miami in their final schools, and they're all committed to Oklahoma right now. So it's it's a situation where if they couldn't, you know, I guess you could argue that you know, David Stone would be get a bigger bag than maybe somebody like a like a James Nestor or somebody like that. But Devon Mitchell would fetch a pretty large bag and they weren't able to secure him. So I, I'm I'm all of a sudden kind of doubting that Miami is the the bid ba- the big bad bagger like we thought they were. Uh, Sorks Vodka says at this point it's not a loss. Kid seems like the type to keep five star in his bio even after the recruiting cycle is over. I'm guessing you're uh, talking about David Stone here. Yes. I mean, I was I mean, talking would, about Williams Winery for most – but I'm guessing Sark's talking about David Stone here. It would absolutely be a loss, a devastating loss to not land David Stone. Yeah, I mean, it's – we've talked about it since the Williams Winery uh, uh, commitment to Missouri. I, I guess I'll see if you think otherwise. David Stone is the most important – he was always the most important – um, player in this class with his Oklahoma ties. I think most of the text line said Grant Bricks is now the second most important recruit. Do you agree with Bricks? Or do you think it's a Koye? Do you think it's McKinley? Do you think it's someone else on the defensive line? I think it's I – w- I would agree that it's Bricks. It would go Bricks and then a Koye is, is immediately after. I'm really high on Danny Okoye. Um, but, but here's an interesting question for you, Tyler. Um, if I gave you the option, and and I just thought of this, so maybe the answer is more obvious than I initially thought, but I'll give you an option. Beat Texas this year or land David Stone? Oh, my God. Um, beat Texas. Yeah. Beat Texas. But I, I, I answered that quick. It probably – I don't think – no, no, I, I don't – Always take a win over them over an individual player. I mean, you really need both of those, honestly. You definitely need both of those. And and, and just because of recruiting perception, I mean, you're going up against Texas a lot this cycle. And I know you're always going up against uh, Texas in recruiting, but it is happening a lot this recruiting cycle. I am going with the win over Texas, final answer, but as always, we can let the text line decide it. Right, you going thought- win over Texas or are you going David Stone? Oof. I, you know, I I probably will go win over Texas too, but I I have to think about it a little bit longer because you think about what that means for not only this recruiting class but recruiting classes in the future. Um, does that lose you, Jaden Jackson? You know, does that lose you, Michael Patterson McDonald? You know, it's uh, it would be tough, but yeah, you're right. I think I think a win over Texas, especially this year. You know, that might solve a lot of your recruiting woes which as we heard from williams Winery, he's going to see how the season plays out right so if we beat texas this year and keep winning then maybe the tides turn with others but just i guess it was more of just an exercise of this is how important this recruit is (laughs) yeah well i like that people are starting to censor their f-bombs now on the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line so i don't trip up on those thank you guys thank you for at least saying tuck Texas. We had back-to-back on those, so everyone's saying, yeah, uh, a win over Texas. Except one. We got one in the 918 that says David Stone over Texas, which is interesting. 
Uh, okay, we'll close up Locked In coming up next. Nate Roberts got some uh, visits scheduled for the fall. We'll tell you what that means coming up. Andy Bass coming up in six days as well next Thursday. We'll dive a bit into that recruitment. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We are the homeless Sooner fans. Final segment of Locked In. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. You got us for the next three hours as well on The Rush. This hour is brought to you by Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno, where their low-pressure environment creates an enjoyable experience for everyone. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Uh, 405, let's see, win or lose to Texas, there's a good chance both teams rematch in the Big 12 championship game. I'm reading that because Travis asked last segment, in case you missed it, would you rather beat Texas this year or would you rather have David Stone in this recruiting class if you had to pick between one or the other? You know, Travis just can't give us both on this Friday, which is fine. I'll play the game. I'll play the game. I say beat Texas is the option I'd rather have after losing David Stone. But this texture is is on to something there, Travis. Oh, you could absolutely lose to Texas, and the two teams could rematch in the Big 12 championship game. It's happened before, but it's only happened once in the eight years since we brought back this championship game. So it's not like it's happened a ton. Well, Texas could get there more often. Maybe it might. Well, that's that's been the issue more than the OU <laughs> side of things. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I, I mean, would say, what, what would you say about 90% on the text line are saying take the win over Texas? Right, which I, I do think, you know, that's it's probably the right call. Mm-hmm. But I think it does, the fact that it's not 100% does show you just how important this recruitment is because Seriously. I'm not sure, I'm not sure that any recruit in, I don't know, the last five, ten years, any recruit would have got above 1% on the text line. Now, yeah, we're getting close to 5-10%. That's just how important David Stone is to this class. Um, Nate Roberts, number two tied in in the 25 class from Washington. He's got four visits scheduled for the fall. So I know things move quick with that um, with that decommitment to Notre Dame and a lot of crystal balls pick for him to, to flip to OU. So you thought initially, ooh, things might move fast. He might commit to OU. Feels like he's going to take his time for the next few months, take his time throughout this season. I, I still think OU leads Travis, but it doesn't feel necessarily imminent, like in the next two or three weeks that he's going to pick OU. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of this is smokescreen type situation, but, I mean, it's it's what we've come to expect at this point, correct? Uh, yeah, I think it's I think we've come to expect it at this point. Do, do we think that there's value in that now? Do, or, do, do the kids think there's value in that? Smokescreen, brand building, all that? Uh, do, do they think that there's value in it? Yeah, I, they definitely think there's value in it. Do we think that there's value in it? That may be a different answer, right? <laughs> uh, okay, the rush coming up next, training camp. We're kind of at the midway point of training camp right now in Norman. So we'll talk about it. We'll break it down. The thing that's got us the most excited so far from training camp, if any new concerns have developed, we'll hit it next right here on The Ref.